hosting Bitch Face, the podcast. I am your host, Melinda. And I'm Julie. And here with me today, Oops, sorry, Julie, who can't wait her turn. <laughs> and a very special guest. Tell us who you are. I'm Jody <laughs> from Reality TV and Everywhere and Beyond with Amanda. Yay! We're <laughs> so excited to have you, Jody. We are big fans of you and Amanda, and it's so fun to have you on our podcast. I'm super excited. I like when Julie and I met and we decided to start a podcast together. We talked about our dream podcasts and who we would want to be on that. And my first answer was Amanda and Jody. And now in the same month, I've had both of you guys on and I feel like I could just pass out. (laughs) It's so exciting to have you here. Yeah, we both love the podcast. I actually, I think that I was listening to your podcast before. I met Melinda, and then I, so, but then I know that Melinda introduced me to Amanda Loves to Hate Teen Mom, so just huge fans of both, and uh, I think that you're the perfect guest for a podcast called Resting Bitch Face, because we love your salty (laughs) views on everything that you talk about. We love it. Perfect. It's my safe space on my podcast where I can just be cynical. Yeah. (laughs) And snarky and say all the stuff that I would never say to these people's faces yeah. that I'm watching on TV. Yeah, it's you fun. Know? It's so fun to listen to because I, I definitely relate to a lot of the things that you're saying. I'm like, oh, I'm thinking it. You're saying it. It's And you're recording definitely. it. It's great. <laughs> what made you yeah. decide to start a podcast? Uh, well, I definitely primarily watch reality TV. I don't watch really anything scripted. And... Since I watch it nonstop, but no one else in my house does, I was like, you know what? I need to start a podcast just to talk about this stuff. And at the time, there were no uh, 90 Day Fiance podcasts because 90 Day Fiance had come out. And I was part of some, uh, I want to say it was like a bitch sesh offshoot 90 Day Fiance group at the time. This was in 2017. And a bunch of us were talking in the group like, oh, my God, is there any podcast? No one's doing a podcast. We should do one. And I was just at the store at Best Buy and I was like, oh, I'll just get a microphone and try to figure out how to do this. And I just kind of started from there. That's and now awesome. everyone's talking about 90 Day Fiance. But hey, the more the oh, merrier. Yeah, there's so many podcasts You, know you were the now. cool person that was ahead of the curve. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> No, they've all like far surpassed my podcast, but that's fine. I actually had to cut you know down what, on the I'll, I'll just stay little. I was listening to because yeah. I had too many, and I was like, okay, I can't listen to the same thing fifty times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot of yeah, them. and they're good. But they're all funny yeah, for the most part that I've heard. A lot yeah, of them are really I good. listen to three to four, but I kind of rotate out like which week, especially yeah. like I that's try to idea. base it off like what happened in the episode. Who do right. I want to hear talk about this? Um, yeah. But, I think that, you know, the the beautiful thing about podcasting is there's something for everybody and there's yeah. an audience for every podcaster. And I, I love the in the podcast community for the most part, especially on our like baby level, all of the other podcast hosts are so nice yes. and they're like so yeah. willing to help you. And it's not a competition. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. it's not I mean, well, Christina Aguilera versus Britney Spears. Like, <laughs> We're like, no, let's just I think do that, it together. <laughs> yeah, you kind of find your circle. I mean, there's definitely some clickier little groups and people for sure. I've tasted a little bit of that. But uh, yeah, I mean, you just kind of find your people. And 
you know, you guys and Amanda and Nick and I mean, just everyone for the most part understands that you can listen to more than one podcast. Like if you're listening to Amanda's Teen Mom, you can also listen to all the other Teen Mom podcasts and 90 Day Fiance, pop culture, whatever. It's not like if you listen to one, you can't listen to the other one. Totally. I love, especially with Teen Mom, like I love listening to Feathers in My Hair and Amanda because they have totally different things to talk about. Completely. Yeah. You know, I think that it's really cool that you you can all have your separate podcasts and come together. Um, I think the sense of community is really uplifting when Julie and I were like starting out, I said, I don't know if we're ever going to get anywhere and then I'm going to be sad about it because I overanalyzed yeah, it's totally everything. an unknown. The first time we had like 10 views in a couple of hours, uh, Julie was like, look, and I was like, there's no way that's real. <laughs> like, I know. People I'm like, are listening. their analytics. What are you talking I'm about? Like, it's been like five <laughs> minutes. There's no way 10 people have right. listened to our podcast, but you know what? It's at the end of the day. It's just nice to have a place to come, bitch. It is, right? I mean, like, we have big dreams for this podcast. We have, you know, kind of, like, re... We had, like, a little video meeting and talked about what our goals are for this year and kind of getting some plans in in place. We have big dreams. We want to really do something special with it. But if, like, worst case scenario, if it never really takes off, we've made some awesome friends in the podcast community that we have a lot of in, in common with. And it's, like... If that's the best thing that happens out of this, then awesome. I'm cool with that. I, I love it. Yeah, you just have to have fun it. with it. Yeah. Just um, have fun and see where it mm-hmm. takes you. And it is a lot of work. So yeah. you guys are already on the right track, but you have a plan and everything because people don't realize it is a lot of work. It really is a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a lot of uh, figuring out what you want to do and what you want your direction to be mm-hmm. in. I think that's the hardest part is kind yeah. of like deciding what you want to do with it and what kind of podcast you want to be. But I think we have a good idea yeah. now, and and it's so fun to have guests on too. So yeah, I am especially excited. I just I wanted to tell you this story. I, I it's really very special to have you specifically on my podcast, especially now knowing how your life has gone in the last year. Uh, I had just discovered your podcast off of Amanda's. And I was literally downloading your podcast to my phone when my mom called me and told me that they were taking my dad to the hospital because he had had a stroke. And so so I drove seven hours. I listened to your podcast the whole way there. And then he stayed in the ICU in a coma for eight days. I stayed in the ICU for eight days. I listened to every single episode you had. And then I joined your Patreon. Oh, Melinda. And it's just really exciting. You're going to make me cry. Because you got me through a really hard time and you didn't even know it. Oh, stop. You're going to make me cry. Oh, Um, don't. (laughs) I want to, like, hug you virtually. (laughs) I I, I did want to say I was really happy when you changed your... um, your intro music because every time I heard it I would go back to the hospital oh no I'm sorry (laughs) no it was just so great because it was like you know I didn't know you but you helped me and you didn't know it and then I posted in your Facebook group when my dad died just kind of desperate for somebody to talk to and your your people came to me and and helped Mm. me through and say you're doing a really good job and I think that's the whole point of podcasts is that you're reaching people and you don't even realize it and it doesn't have to be anything more than talking about 90 day fiance and you can change their life um and so that was one thing that really inspired me to go into podcasting 
So I just wanted, now that I've gotten to meet you for the first time, to say thank you. Oh, I don't even know what to say. (laughs) Because, you know, when you're in your own little space, your own little bubble, you don't know if anyone's listening Mm -hmm. to you. But, oh, well, oh, my God, please text me or... No, I just I, I don't know call or whatever know, or podcast like, because it is rough. It's I, I know exactly what you mean. I mean my my dad obviously was sick this last year and it's been a wild year for everyone. So I totally understand just finding that outlet, whatever it is, and listening to whether it's an audio book or that voice in the headphones. Um, I, I totally get it. When you just need to check out in those situations i get it i totally get it I just, but hopefully you won't have to yeah. listen to me talk about 90 day fiance or love after lockup <laughs> we can oh, talk no. about actual stuff seriously i'll give you my phone number no thank you yeah no you have a really unique voice and i i actually really <laughs> like it uh, it's very soothing to me and i don't know why like oh maybe God. it reminds me something of somebody in my past but i love that it's not this like fluffy high-pitched like fake voice like you just talk you don't have like well, a phone with yeah, a there's nasal no cry there. midwestern yeah. <laughs> crazy no, it's just, like you don't you don't put on it's a like different voice bears. when you podcast like, yeah it's nice yeah. It, it's it's oh, like talking well, very to a friend sweet. so anyway well, now I that think, we've gotten that i think this way. is a good time to bring up like like what you were saying jody is like you you podcast and you don't know if it matters or you don't know if anyone's listening or if they like you right or if they if they can relate to what you're saying but um we got a review I, that i kind of wanted to hide so we have we had <laughs> we had shitty reviews so i'm not even i thought about talking about them about the shitty reviews and like just kind of talking shit about them but then i was like you know what we yeah. should highlight the positive so uh amanda got a review from when we did an episode of amanda's podcast and it says i'm not sure which one of you talked about the adhd medication but for the first time i felt not ashamed and not alone thank you i look forward to listening to this podcast so oh i love it is so amazing by the way julie my name is melinda no it said i heard you on amanda's podcast Oh, oh, you the, said Amanda got a review. Oh, Melinda like... on Amanda's po- because we were on Amanda's podcast. Sorry about that. Um, uh, it happens all the time. <laughs> but um, I I love that because you know what you talk about it and you're like, oh, I might have overshared just then, and I talked about my medication yeah. or my mental health or whatever. But you open up and someone can connect with you and relate to you, and it matters. It's. I mean, it literally yeah. made my entire day by getting that review. So whoever Aww. you are, thank you. Um, so sweet. That really meant a lot to me because I never would have thought about that reaching somebody. That's yeah, a really just... good point mm-hmm. that those reviews, I mean, the bad ones can sting. I've gotten to the point where I rarely will check. I have to be in a very specific mood to go and look. And I do read them. So thank you for anyone who's going to leave a review on your podcast or mine because... You do read oh, yeah. them, but those those bad ones, they definitely sting. As much as you they don't do. want them to bother you, uh-huh. it, now I've gotten to the point where I could just be like, okay, whatever. If they're taking the time out, good reviews then this, and one bad, and you're like, this little why thing's did they gonna say bother that? them the whole day. Yes, yeah. yeah. Oh, I had um, I had the beehive, the bayhive, whatever, after me one time, I and, never and got still that I've whole never story. recovered. What happened there? It's been. 
It has been two years and my reviews haven't gotten back up to five stars because of that. You know what? And I never said anything bad about Beyonce. For the record, I had to issue an apology. All I said was, I don't really know her music, so I don't really understand what the big deal is. Now, I'm a, do not leave Famous Belinda and Julie words. a bad review. This is Jody <laughs> speaking. So you can direct it my way. I just, I wasn't aware of her music. So I was not a fan because I really didn't know. And it's probably because I'm old. I'm an old woman <laughs> who doesn't know her music. That's all I said. And they were like, you're coming for the queen. No one comes for her. As if she's sitting at home with Jay-Z. Like, let me check in on <laughs> Jody's reality TV podcast. See what she's saying. To get her hot take <laughs> on my latest album. I mean, thank God. Oh my uh, I don't understand. Like the most, anyway, I've, random hill to die on. I have never understood Beyonce either. So you're not alone. Oh, I, I was, I was getting reviews that would just be Julie. Don't say the, the B emoji. Just like a hundred B emojis in the comments. <laughs> like what is this? I mean, it's not funny, but I just. <laughs> well, did like? Do you think she's? Pouring champagne, like thank God, my my beehive is going after this. I mean, Midwestern forty-year-old woman. Who said they had the same issue with Ariana Grande? Wasn't somebody else saying? I'm sorry, I hate Ariana Grande. Oh, I love her. Uh oh, uh oh, watch out! I love her, but I swear, I like her music. I don't like her. Well, I no, I'm just kidding. I don't know anything about her. Saying that, I swear, another podcaster was saying that they said something really like tame about Ariana Grande. And they were getting the same thing, like these one-star reviews and like just getting flooded by Ariana Grande fans. I take it back. I love Ariana Grande. She's my best yeah. friend. She's not going to be able to sleep at night. 34 plus 35 is life. I've never heard that. I, um, I, do, I do like Seven Rings. Like, that's a fun song. I like her, but I saw I her in, po- in uh, podcasts. I saw her in concert, and I felt like her wardrobe was... I, and she was a big star at this time. She had had, like, big songs, and I just felt like her wardrobe was so, like, you could have got it off a rack at Goodwill. It was weird. It was just, like, big jackets. Hmm. That, and... It's that, it's the fashion now, like, all the different, like, like, whatever core this is on TikTok. World... Like, what is, and, like, this is, is a worldwide core? tour. It's a worldwide. Cloud core? I don't know. Like, I read something earlier, and it was, like. I was doing a what BuzzFeed quiz. I, don't, I, I, I think I just made that up. But it's a song. No, 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 no. It's like the you know all the all the Gen Zs are like this is the aesthetic that I'm going for. I am cottage core. I have That's no idea one. what you're talking. You about. You are on TikTok all the time. I just cloud core. I swear. No, I think I made up. Yeah, cloud but now core. that you said that, my phone is right here and it's listening and it's going to come up on yeah. my algorithm now that you said that. You're welcome. Because this is what happens with Amanda and I. She starts talking about her period, and then I get TikToks about <laughs> period clots and stuff, and it's the most disgusting thing ever. It I wouldn't come know. up on mine. So that reminds me, like, anyway. so I was going to say I feel really old, but then, like, so Vanessa, my no, no. 13-year-old daughter, she has decided what her, like, aesthetic or what her style oh. is now. So she has decided okay. that she's, like, it's, like, punk style from when I was in high school in 2006. It's all coming back. That's the thing. Yeah. It's like, you're a scene kid, honey. You're a exactly. scene Exactly. That's what she said. Like, she said scene core. Scene core is her style. And I'm like, oh, like in 2005? Scene. Like, 
So Four. she's got these okay. like fishnet gloves. So she wore like a pink one and a black one and like her anime t shirt. Like Barbie and the Rockers? Yeah, kinda like that, yeah. And um and uh like a, an anime t shirt and she's learning how to do her makeup so she's actually getting really good she's getting good with the winged eyeliner and we got her some like good makeup we went to ulta and got her some good stuff um and it's just so fun like the younger years are so much fun because they're so sweet and cute and cuddly Mm -hmm. but then the older years are kind of fun too when you see them developing like their personality and their style and like right and what they're into it's really fun to see those changes but i'm like wow you're really like okay now you're an emo kid in 2006 all right i know that what that's like i can get with it she's cute though. okay so emo. upon further review cloud okay. core is yes. a thing okay however when i was thinking about whatever i had seen on facebook or buzzfeed it was angel core that i was thinking about but again i say what the fuck <laughs> wait so angel, angel core, core I feel like so you guys you are wear... me and I'm my mom right now and I'm explaining to no, her how to put FaceTime on her phone. My best Wait, friend Angel next door Core is a style? Yes, so Angel Core includes visuals such as gold, pink, glitter, keys, butterflies, flowers, small ornate patterns, hearts, mirrors, the sky, clouds, lights, wings, harps, halos, tears, reflections, cherubs. So uh, you would wear white, gold, light colors, silk, sheer, Jesus. Long flowing clothing, nightgowns, lace. Where are these kids getting this clothes? Like, where, where are their parents taking them shopping for all this? Because I'm not, I'm not H&M. putting you, my money towards this. Have you seen this. some of the pictures of the stuff that's at H&M? It looks like the things that the Duggars would wear. Well, so oh. Vanessa went to the mall. We have like an outdoor mall across the street. And so she went to the mall with a friend and she had a little bit of money that she had earned. And she comes home with this fucking, this like choker with um spikes on it and then and i was like uh okay we're not doing this like i understand you want to have your own style and everything like that's cool but uh yeah you're not gonna walk around with a fucking and she also had bought this like choker with like the circle in the center and i isn't that some kind of um bdsm type Uh thing like isn't it (gasps) You know, like a choker. Wait, this circle. It's got like a circle. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, because you attach a oh leash boy. to it. Okay. Okay. <gasps> yes. Okay. So she came home from something like that from Hot Topic, and I was like, or no, no, no. Oh, no. I went to her to Hot Topic with her, and she wanted to buy that, and I said, absolutely not. And she was like, why? It's cute. She has no idea. And I'm like, um, because I said no, and I'll talk to you about it later. So we get in the car, and I was like, Vanessa, we're not fucking doing this. Like. There are, you are only 13. You don't know everything. There are some things in life that I know more about than you do. And if I say, no, it's not appropriate, just trust me on it's not appropriate and we don't need to go there. I'm sorry, I'm not having my 13 year old walk around with a fucking BDSM collar. Like, just, I, would she not wear it if you said, See, I think I would say, I think I would say to my daughter who's turning twelve, if she were into that style. See, she's not into that. She's just wearing the exact same sweatshirt, hoodie, and pants every day. 
I can't get her out of it because she's like, it's comfortable. I mean, I get it. I totally get it. But even she's on like virtual academy or virtual school. That's what they call it. At least put another uh, hoodie on for that. (laughs) Yeah. Like, aren't you concerned that they're going to be thinking maybe we're a family that's in need? You know, like (laughs) that we, I really think that's what they think because she wears the same clothes every single day. But they do PE. I know, but she does PE, and so they're doing. Oh yeah, they're doing like the jumping. Such a role follower. She's actually doing like squat thrusts and all this kind of stuff, and it's the same clothes every day. So I'm like, they're gonna think you need special services from the school district. Like we need clothes or something. You're not changing anyway. Me too. Yeah, yeah. My whole point is, I think I would just tell her there's gonna be creepy old men that are gonna be looking at you weird if you wear that because you know i would have just let her and buy then she'd be it like and, take oh, it no. and attach a leash to it and see like this is how you're supposed to wear that <laughs> so okay so or I... not say anything just like go to take your dogs out and be like all right come on just clip the leash <laughs> just walk out. so i have a story about like the special services thing is like there was like a little pot a little time part a period of time where she like wasn't packing her lunch and so there were a few times, like, she just didn't, like, I don't know, it's probably, like, a s- body image type thing that we've worked through, but she wasn't packing lunch, and so, Shelby, no. Is that her? I think she has her collar too tight. Let me listen it up. Come here, puppy, come on. Vanessa, shh. <laughs> so, um, Aww. so she, she Aww, wasn't packing so a lunch, sweet. and so... There were a couple times where, like, the school provided the lunch. Well, then I start getting an email that's like, um, if you need lunch services, uh, this and that. And I was like, can you fucking take lunch to school? Like, because now they think that I can't afford to feed you. And they're trying to get you on a special lunch system. And I was like, just take something and, like, please. I don't want people to think that, like, now we have, I can't feed you. And now we have to get you on lunch thing you're getting christmas gifts dropped off on your Which doorstep like, it's <laughs> it's like not shameful or anything but it's like there are oh, no people no shame in it at all that, no right. i'm like there are people that actually need that, exactly that, exactly and so we don't want to like have them thinking that like we oh God. Need to i'm take like it getting away. you guys in hot water i did not mean that oh, at no, all no, no, sorry no, no, no. i'm just saying like no melinda's i was legitimately thinking like I they're gonna think things. something's wrong in our household well yeah no. so that like we don't have parents that are providing clean clothes for you to yeah wear exactly that's i tell like, i'm like oh God, i'm like can you it. please give me your clothes to wash like for the right? fucking love of god right. let me wash your clothes but um that said i will wear the same sweatshirt seven days a week oh a yeah me too but i'll wash it. it i have been wearing these pajama pants every day for a week <laughs> i have too i've been wearing like i four think days, pajama yeah. pants to be fair well, though i don't they... actually sleep in them i just i was gonna say are they pre-pajama pants? they're pre-pajama pants yes Yes, and then that's have, fair game. They have corgis with Santa hats on. <laughs> so, oh, how cute. oh, cute! I have I have a corgi, so I love um, it. he's very fat and, and grumpy. Melinda has a cute new puppy oh. too. I don't know if you saw that. Picture. Well, I don't have her yet. I get to get her next week. Oh, I thought you I'm had so her. Excited. Oh, okay. Tell no. us. Um, she is a rescue. I had convinced my husband to let me get a German sh- or not a German Shepherd, a Golden Retriever, but. My friend, Dara, um, is a puppy foster. She has six dogs already, but then she'll, like, foster for rescues. And so does my friend Liz. So Dara was at my house, and she was like, oh, look, this batch of puppies just came in. 
And I was like, oh my god, they're so cute. What are they? And she goes, they're Corgi Chihuahua Pitbull mixes. And I'm like, okay. that's an interesting concept here. Yeah. So I'm looking at them. I'm like, they're really cute. I oh, hope the Pitbull she... was the girl. <laughs> was she wearing a collar with a ring on the front? <laughs> mm, she wasn't. Was she into she kinky wasn't. shit? <laughs> yeah. She might have been. I don't know. It was in the back of a trailer park, and there was just a sign that said free puppies. And I'm like, that's a great oh. way to get human trafficked. <laughs> wow. So, All right. I, uh, anyway, the, the person that took the foster puppies had a death in the family, so she had to go to a funeral for a couple of days. So Dara texts me, and she's like, yeah, I'm keeping two of the puppies for a couple of days if you want to come meet them. She lives down the street from me. So I was like, yeah. Oh, no. It's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now I go over there, and I just hold this little baby puppy who's like six weeks mm. old and i'm like yeah i think i love her <laughs> yeah and and so i went home and i was like i'm just gonna think about it for a little bit and i showed austin my husband a picture and he was like if that's what you want it's better than a golden retriever because her paws are really small so i'm like maybe she's not gonna get that big and so i brought him by the next day to meet her and she he was like you know, the man version of falling in love with a puppy. He's like, if you want her, you can have her. Yeah. <laughs> so Aww. I haven't told my kids. Uh, oh, it's going to be a surprise. But I showed them a picture. Yeah. So I showed them a picture Aww. of the puppy. And I said, look at this cute puppy. And my kids, notoriously, never name anything. They don't name their dolls. They don't name their stuffed animals. <laughs> it's always just baby or whatever the animal is. So I said, what do you think this puppy's name is? And my daughter, Charlotte, without missing a beat, goes, her name's Ellie. Aww. Aww. I was like, okay. So I waited a full week and I showed her a different picture of the puppy. And I said, what do you think this dog's name is? And she goes, it's Ellie, mom. It's Ellie. Like, oh, okay. So the dog's named name her is Ellie. Ellie. Yeah. <laughs> the dog's name is Ellie. Um, and the foster has been sending me a bunch of pictures and has been really, really sweet. So they get their second set of shots on Friday. And I'm going to pick her up from the shot clinic. And so I should be back <gasps> home at the same time that the girl's We'll be home from school. I can't wait oh, to see them. I'm going to get a little ribbon on her neck. I can't wait. I'm so excited. I've already gone and so bought cute. her like a, you know, a little bed. And I've, I was like, yeah. I'm going to order a really cute collar. I have a thing for Lily. I was going to say, that's the fun part. Yes. Just yeah. giving the little collars and stuff. I found really cute, Aww. like, knockoff Lily Pulitzer collars on Etsy. Nice. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, Etsy's got some great ones. Yeah. Yeah, and my... That's my, addicting. So literally, my best friends live, that are local, live next door to me on either side and across the street. Oh my gosh, you are so lucky. And like, I met the one across the street during <sighs> quarantine because they would project movies on their garage door, and they would invite us over if we happen, they happened to see us. So I was like, oh, cool. And she's my age, and my husband now works out with the guy in their garage every like other day and Allie and I go on walks and she trains dogs on the side. She's oh, actually awesome. the one that got me to. Uh, oh my God. You hit the jackpot. Oh, I literally like, I hate living here, but I'll never move. I told Melinda, should we need to just <laughs> build a, a compound and so everyone hot. can move on to it. Yes. Oh no, that is actually a goal of ours. Um, we're opening a brewery in the next two years. And so hopefully that'll Whoa. go well. And then it'll be our retirement plan. And we'll, uh, I want to buy a like 25 acres in um, Tennessee so you can have wow. seasons. You can get all four seasons, and it's super cheap there. And much like Florida, you don't have to pay income tax. So Tennessee's nice. <laughs> My husband said he will never move anywhere that he has to pay income tax again. He's from Pennsylvania, so. Yeah. Um, we have seven states we can live in. 
I know it would be so fun. Wow. I would love to live on a compound with just a bunch of my friends and stuff. Like, oh my god, but you know that that's like why I would be. Dream. That's why I would be like ripe for the picking for a cult. I would be the perfect target for a cult. Why has no one targeted me to join their cult? I'm perfect. I'm here. I'm ready. Come you talk get too me. Much. Oh, that's probably what Scientology is not that far away from you. She literally, that was like one of the first things that she told me when we met because a mutual friend of ours that also has a podcast introduced us. Right. And so we like talked on the phone. We talked on the phone for an hour, which is like a feat for me. <laughs> uh, but I was like, you know, like trying to get her to know her. And she's like, yeah, I'd be great for a cult. I really <laughs> would. I think about it all the time. Hmm. <laughs> I would be the perfect. I think I'd like it, but I also like my own space. Uh, yeah. I like well, that's why you live on a do. compound. You got your own little, like, you can live in your own little tiny house, but you can still be connected to your family. Yes. Although I don't want any surprise visits. Oh, people just walk in my I house mean, all the time. Oh, it's been like oh that. God. No, no. I don't like that. I mean, the doorbell rings and it's. And you're hiding. No one moves in my house. We're like, shh. Well, no I mean, moves. No my, moves. Friends, my friends just know that, like, if the garage door's open, you can come in. But. Oh, that's a good way to I do actually, it. I mean, if I liked them enough, I'd be okay with during that. During quarantine, my one next door neighbor, um, we built a gate on our, like, side fence that divides our yards so we can just go through oh, the nice. back gate. Um, so I built a garden that was, like, 2,000 square feet for the both of us and they put in a pool wow so now oh and it's really easy if we dog sit for each other because we can just let them through the back gate and they have run both the yards see it's the perfect setup suburbia is good i'm getting jealous here <laughs> i do the same thing oh, though, we wanna, when the doorbell we want to do a trip i don't know if amanda told oh i've you. heard i've heard the cabin oh i'm in for the cabin Hi, honey. It's going to be Colorado great. cabin in the woods or the mountains or whatever oh, it is yeah, Colorado has. Oh, yeah, we're definitely has. renting a cabin. Um, and then we're going to have everyone come, and it's going to be fun. Uh, I would love Ryan's that. Ryan's looking at me like, what are you of... talking about? Oh, I know you're talking about. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can only hear one side when you're He's recording, He's like, no, I know right? what you're talking about. Do you want to say hi? <laughs> come here. Come here. I'm talking oh. to Melinda and Jody. She's one of our favorite podcasts. Is this his debut or has he been on before? No, come, he, I, come on the camera and say hi. hi. <laughs> He's like, hi guys. If I told if I told but, my husband no. to say hi, he would like run. But, now, same. but he bought us um, a video camera and a tripod for Christmas so we can do how to videos and tutorials for the mm. for the brew. An actual video <laughs> camera instead of a um Yes, like a I think that's for when you wear your necklace no. with the little mm. thing in the front. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. You gotta have no. a tripod. But it Recording really something in the bedroom, right? No, I said that I miss the days of home movies, and there's no room on your phone to keep, like, videos, but, like, I oh, have so true. many videos of me as a kid, and, like, um, especially, after, like I said, after my dad died, I was like, I would yeah. really like to have videos of, like, my family together, and then right before Christmas, my mom got <laughs> diagnosed with cancer. Okay. So I was like, oh all right, gosh, now I'm, I'm so panicking. Sorry. Which we did just yeah. get good news that it's um it's I'll wake you up. very, very, very early stage and limited to her skin, so we're good. Oh good. Ryan's talking dirty. Well, hey, so skin about. cancer? <laughs> she has she got diagnosed with non Hodgkin's lymphoma. Oh my gosh, um, okay. But there's there's many types of non Hodgkin's lymphoma. So she has cutaneous stage one A T cell. Non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Okay. Which T-cell is the better of the two. And then stage 1A, like, right. you, I, I, I told her, I said, well, if you're going to have a cancer diagnosis, it's probably the best. You have, like, diet cancer. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> what are the cancer light? What are cancer the light next... is what I said, and she was like, "What, yeah. what are the next steps? Sorry, what? what what else is like? What's what happens next?" So she said that she has topical steroids. They did a steroid shot in her head a couple of weeks ago. I want to say. Did that hurt? And then, um, she said it didn't hurt as bad as the biopsy. Because oh, they did like a punch biopsy, so they literally oh. like. Um, Ouch. But they did that like in the office. I had to have a biopsy so. after like an abnormal pap once, and I, did too, I know and it's it hurt like a. I was gonna say I know it's like nowhere near having one in your head, but that was the worst fucking pain. Oh my god, Ugh. it was awful. And then it came back and it was like everything's fine, and I was like, well, I almost wish that something wasn't fine Thanks. because goddamn that hurt. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh man, Ugh. that's awful. So yeah, she has to have three or four treatments of photophoresis, um, and then we'll go from there. So it's basically just like light therapy. Um, it's it's hard to explain. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, as as far as that goes, I it's the best answer I could hear because when she told me that, I like held it together for her while she like freaked out on my shoulder because right. I'm all I'm the only kid here and I'm the closest to her emotionally and she yeah. like completely freaked out and so I'm just sitting there and I'm like it's okay it's okay we're gonna be fine we're gonna be fine and as soon as she right. left like I lost my shit I called yeah. every single one of my friends until somebody answered the phone and I was just like ah! Like, I can't right. Like, parents. this last oh. couple fucking years have been such a bitch and Melinda you are like so strong you just keep pushing yeah. forward you just keep raising them babies like you don't you, do this you don't would have this. every Aww. reason in the world to just fucking curl up in a ball and like disappear Trust me, I thought about it oh i yeah i can yeah. really i've been i've been there not like in different i know situations. and you you've really been so helpful to help me get through it um I've had some really good friends. I've struggled with de depression and anxiety my whole life. Uh, and then I had postpartum depression with my first daughter. I had postpartum psychosis with my second daughter. And I ha ended up in an experimental drug treatment to help me because it, I needed radical help. But COVID was not kind to my, my uh, mental health. I lost my job. I lost my dad. Jeez. I lost my grandmother who raised me five weeks before my dad. Um... COVID and then everything that's happened with my daughter, like being stuck in the house, not knowing what's happening. Um, I mean, there were many days that I was like, I would so much rather be dead. But then I had to think about how would my kids feel if not yeah. only did their mom die when they were young, they would know that their mom killed herself. Like chose to leave. Yeah. And, and then mm -hmm. that would just fuck them up for the rest of their life. Oh, yeah. And I, I couldn't do it. I lost my well, best give you friend a lot to of credit for... when I was 15, and that stuck with me because I watched her parents go through that, and they were both dead within <sighs> 10 years. Um, wow. I can't imagine. I mean, it's really hard, and if you guys are feeling alone, you're feeling like you need help, please, please reach out to us. Reach out to yeah. a friend. Reach out to the National Suicide Hotline. We'll put the suicide hotline number in the show yes. notes. But you are not alone, mm. and we are here to help. And this has gotten really deep. So let's talk about something frivolous. Well, and I was just going to say. No, like, I know. I was... Well, I just want to say I give you a lot of credit for talking about it because 
that's the thing. You just have to kind of talk about this stuff. I'm not saying you specifically, no, but I agree, everyone. Because like, there is no shame in it. I I'm, mean, I, I'm fully into the break the stigma. Like, people feel like yeah, this all well, the there time. Is no, and they don't want to talk right. about it because there's some kind of taboo on it. Like, you need to talk about it because... Feeling yeah. like you're not alone is half the battle. Well, and we see that from yeah, this no, review. It's like it. maybe sometimes you feel like, like I went on two podcasts to talk about like how stupid I was in two major relationships in my life. <laughs> and you know what? I finished recording that podcast and I'm like, wow, I overshared. I feel embarrassed. Mm-mm. People gonna, are going to listen to this and think, God, how stupid are you? And then I'm like, not at all. And, and that was not, not the, that was not the, answer that I was getting was like, yeah, I've been there. Wow. I've been in something similar to that. And so you share Mm -hmm. it. And just like Melinda sharing about like her ADHD or we share about our mental health and our depression and stuff like that. It's like, right. You never know who that could help in that moment. Right. I mean, right. Just talk about it. I'm not, and I, for one, I hate fucking small talk. If someone ever says like, (laughs) hey, how's the weather in Colorado? I want to fucking shoot myself because, like, I hate small talk. I want to talk about, like, your childhood trauma and, like, what what broke you, what changed you, what made you who you are. Like, let's talk about that. Tell me about your life. Yeah, don't tell me. Tell me about your life. Don't ask me about the weather. Like, nobody gives a fuck. But, like, let's talk about real shit. And so... I mean, I applaud you, Melinda, for, like, say some of the things that you say is, like, so deep and so personal and can feel so raw to reveal. But you never know who, what, like, that will help just now. You never know. Thank well, you. we're all human. Oh, yeah. And, and human behavior, yes, it's unique, but to an extent, you know, no matter what we are feeling, someone has felt that mm-hmm. way and will feel that way in the future. Absolutely. So, it's impossible to be truly the only person who's felt certain ways. Sure, situations are unique, but there's always someone there who can help and who could talk about it and talk through it. I, I talk quite a bit about, um, I mean, more so depression when I was probably in my teens, which transformed to just an ongoing constant anxiety. Yes. <laughs> I take anti-anxiety stuff every single day. And it's... It, once you accept that it's part part of your personality and it isn't anything that's shameful, mm-hmm. whether it's depression or anything else, absolutely, you just have just to make part of who space you are. for it and allow it yes. to breathe. And then, you know, uh, much like if you got a cut on your arm, if you keep it covered with a band aid the whole time, it will never heal. Yeah. You have to give it air and give it space and and work it out so i would like to say and just know it's gonna ebb and flow to slash bites who said this is the worst crap ever and you could do better with a toilet on the toilet with a mic i would like to tell you well then try it may be true but give me a try give it a try link me to your podcast and i will give it a listen Um, yeah, go ahead and, uh, yeah. I was just going to say, do your podcast then. I like one of the Literally things, nobody cares. one of the things I'm most grateful for with like my disastrous divorce was that, um, I was going, I was working out a lot to help me survive that time. And one of my coaches, uh, I was going to very small CrossFit classes. There was only a few people at a time. So I ended up, I had known these people for years and I was just opening up about what I was going through. And um, 
she said, why don't you talk to your doctor about depression medication? Because, you know, I had really bad postpartum depression and you don't have to be on it forever. You could be on it just to get you through something. But like, I felt such a change within two weeks and she just kept telling me like, you really should try it. And so if like for no other reason, I'm grateful for my divorce and that whole experience because I've been on depression medication for four years, almost five years now. It has completely changed my life. Like yeah. I still am super anxious and could probably do something with that. But I was always a really on edge, angry person. Like little shit would just send me over the top, like rageful almost. And mm-hmm. being on depression medication has completely like chilled me out and changed my entire life. Like in I went in with the expectation of maybe I'll take this for a few months or a year just to get through this divorce and survive this. And I never want to be off it ever again. I'm at like a pretty high dosage, right. but it has just completely and that's totally changed fine. my that's life. Great. <laughs> I'm like, I yeah. am chill. Yeah. I am cool. Like I can, it, it's good for my relationships with my daughter, with my boyfriend, mm-hmm. with my friends. Like, it, just give it a shot. Like, there, th- that's the thing is, like, do you want to yeah. continue to be miserable so that you can be stubborn and say, I can do it on my own. I'm going to be fine. Or do you want to yeah. take advantage of something that will change your life for the better and have a better future? Mm-hmm. Like, it never for hurts sure. no, to sure. just see your therapist, see a doctor, whatever, and just talk about it. But if it could change your life and you could be better forever because of it, like, give it a shot. It's right. so worth it. So worth it. I never want right. to be without my depression medication because when I forget to take it or I run out and I'm being and I forget to pick it up, I'm like, oh, I feel myself creeping in, and I yeah. do oh, not no. like this, this medication feeling. that I'm on now. Like literally, I miss one day and I feel like I'm dying. Like I feel like I'm mm-hmm. hungover. My face is numb. Same. My tongue is numb. Like, uh, but you know, I, I did want to add to what you said. Like, you don't need to be afraid to change up your medication mm-hmm. or change the dose if you yeah. have to like if it's not it's, working for you yeah depression and anxiety medication is not linear it's hormone based it's what's going on in your body chemistry yeah different parts of your brain and, right you know i had one medication work for me for years and after i had kids it didn't work for me anymore yeah and so i had to find mm. a different medication so i mean just take care of yourself yeah it's like that analogy where, like, when you're on the airplane and they, they drop the mask, you have to put the mask on yourself first. It sounds so cheesy, but it's so true for life. It's like, true. You have you to take from care an empty of yourself. Cup. Exactly. Especially as moms. We do that so much. Like, oh as a mom, yes. you just, you put your kids here and you don't realize that. It's nonstop, Yeah, too. and you don't realize that by part. not it's taking nonstop. care of yourself, you're not being a good mom. Like, Absolutely. You have to take care of yourself so you can be the best version of yourself for your kids. And we so often just let that go. So often. Because it's the easiest thing to to put on the back burner because there's so many other things that oh, have yeah. to get done that you can prioritize mm-hmm. to get everything done. Oh, oh yeah. Except yeah. what you need to do for yourself, yeah. you know. If you have to schedule health or self-care as part of your daily chores, do it. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. I am the worst about being a martyr. Yeah. And it sucks to finally like admit that to myself, but I am because I think most women tend to be the martyrs because we give and we give and we give because that's what 
society has told us being a good person is about, being a good mom is about, being a good friend. And literally just the other day, I was talking to my best friend. She was helping me go over some interview questions. And when she, she asked me, like, what are some negative things about yourself? I said, you know, I really have a hard time with that question. She goes, let me tell you, <laughs> you overextend yourself. You help every single person, whether they're a stranger or another person or a friend or a family yeah. member until you have nothing left. You're exhausted. You're cranky. You you even put your own family on the back burner because you're so focused on helping other people. And I was like, you're right. Mm-hmm. And it's because I genuinely want to. But it's also because, you know, I think at the core, everybody likes to be validated and everybody likes to feel special. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like I'm smart. I don't feel like I'm, you know, like excellent at any one thing, but I'm really good at helping people. So that's how I seek my validation. So you got to put yourself at the top of that list. Yeah, I have to put myself at the top of the list and be like, you know what? If the house doesn't get clean today because you sat on the couch and watched an entire season of Imposters, which you should watch it. It's really good. (laughs) Um, You know, you do it. You eat the ice cream. Yeah. There's this uh, chick on TikTok that I found who I've been really into like cleaning TikToks lately. There are oh, people. So is she is she the house cleaner? No, so she I know who you're talking about though, but it's like so crazy. She's amazing. I love it's her. It's so crazy to be like, wow, this person is cleaning things and has like two million followers. That's amazing. But oh, um, she's so good. I, I know. Shit all day. So yes, I was watching yes. TikToks like that, and then I stumbled across this other woman, and she wrote a book, and so. I actually, I downloaded it, but I need to, um, I need to start reading it. Uh, let's see if I can find out. I'm trying to remember her name, but I'll look it it's up. A Con- right. It's not the Mari. No, no, no. Oh God, no. Her, okay. um, let's see. So the book is called How to Keep House. How to Keep House. I said that like a Canadian for a second. Mm. How, um, <laughs> how to Keep House While Drowning. 31 Days oh. of Compassionate Ooh. Help. Sounds like I need a that book. Her please. name is Casey Davis, and her TikTok is, I mean, like she even I, I applaud her for doing this because she shows her house in like hoarder state, kind of, at one point, Ugh. and she's like, "This is how you recover from your deep depression when you feel completely overwhelmed and everything is a mess and you don't know where to start." Mm-hmm and you look around and you feel totally overwhelmed, here's what you do. You, today, you're going to just walk around and pick up all the trash that you see. And then the next day, you can yeah. just pick, a whip, pick up all of the um, dishes. And you might not get them all clean. You might just stack them next to the, the sink or in the sink or whatever. Right. And it's all about, like, not shaming yourself, not, you know, going, oh, I'm worthless because... I have a messy house or I, why do other people have, cause I do this to myself all the time. Like look at my oh, office. Yeah. This is my eBay and my online sales and everything is like just blown up in here and I can barely move in this room. But she, she just is compassionate and understanding to people that have anxiety and like crippling depression. And she will walk you yeah. through like one thing to do. Like if you choose one thing today, you get that one thing done and you feel accomplished, you feel good about yourself and you can attack the next thing the next day. And mm-hmm. I was, I'm like obsessed because that's absolutely what I need to hear. Cause I am the person that looks around and goes, 
I either need to clean this house from top to bottom or do nothing. And it's yeah, impossible. that's where I'm at right now. It's impossible. Like, you would yeah. spend 20 hours cleaning your house from top to bottom. Like, you, nobody has that in them. But if you can do, like, pick right. up the trash or wash the dishes or organize this one. She even said, like, she'll have a list of weekly things to do and, like, say bathrooms is on Monday. She's like, that doesn't mean I have to clean the entire bathroom. I can go in and I can wipe down the counter Straighten on up. Monday or yeah. I can clean the toilet on Monday or the one thing. And, you know, it really reminds you that, like, yes, you may do one thing and feel like it's not enough. But when you do one thing every day before you know it, you've done way more than you would have if you just sat paralyzed looking at all the mess and not knowing how to attack it. Right. Are you, Jody? are you like a super clean person? Because your, your area looks so put together in your office so right now your office oh my god so it's a great. mess right I now i love it i think it looks awesome um, oh you're very sweet but no it's um you know i i do like a tidy straightened up clean house because if there's a lot of stuff then i feel anxious overwhelmed that's it exactly makes me how feel super right anxious. that's how we so, feel too but we like struggle with making it happen no i I mean does it mean my house is perfect all the time like no if you scan over here i have it's like driving me crazy but i have like a little stack of papers and whatever and i need to straighten it up so it's not like that 24 7 maybe like 27 (laughs) (laughs) but um but no i mean it's not perfect i have a junk drawer and all that kind of stuff but i know i can get it to a place where it's okay enough Mm -hmm. Yeah. Without going, like you're saying, spending the entire day scrubbing the house top to bottom. Yeah, that's what she said. That's but what she said. But sometimes I do. I just get in a mute. But sometimes I do get in a mood where I'm like, I feeling super anxious. Like I'm just going there. Mm-hmm. But now I know I can tell my husband and kids I'm just on a cleaning spree right now. Just everyone, you you don't have to help me. I need to do this for myself. Yeah. Just stay back. And let me do my thing. And then I feel so much better. Oh, yeah. I just clean the house. I sweat. I'm doing everything. And then I take a shower and I can sit down, light a candle, and I'm all good. I'm a totally different person. Yeah. And then realizing that you can tell them to help you. Yeah. 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 I do that, too. I'm in in that. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I take on everything and I don't ever ask anyone to help me. And it's like, you know what? Yeah. My boyfriend is a grown man. And my daughter is 13 years old, and they are perfectly capable of helping me with a couple of things. I don't have to do everything. She can clean her bathroom. He can take out the trash. You can ask the people around you to lift some of that burden from you. You don't have to take it all on your own. Yeah. yeah, but they don't always listen. No, they don't. But (laughs) you can set the expectation. yeah. yeah, like you can try. I've let my kids kind of figure out their rooms, and they definitely don't keep it as clean as I personally like it. Like I would have a panic attack in their rooms all day mm-hmm. because it's just a lot of little tchotchke things. But I know it's probably because I'm their mom. Mm-hmm. Like I am the purger. Like do we need yeah. us? Nope. Don't. Blah, blah. And I don't want to raise disgusting adults. Mm-hmm who are never going to have a roommate because they just keep everything and don't get rid of stuff. But I have to let them kind of figure that out on their own. And they do all of a sudden have times when they're like, I can't find this or my room's a mess. And will you help me? I'm like, yeah, it's, 
but it's a lot easier if you yeah. at least start a little responsibility. But I think between I don't know. like a depression low and then like the holidays, I let my house get too out of hand. And now I'm like, yeah. I'm in that, like, I'm so overwhelmed. I don't know where to start phase. Like, I, I know uh, Amanda, like, laughed at me because yeah. I was folding laundry while we were recording last week. Yeah. <laughs> it's still sitting right here. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's still right there. Everyone's got their things. But listen, but if that's your method, too, I think that's fine. I'm, I can feel like myself people coming are, I, out of the hole. Like, I'm getting there. I mean, I joke around about people's houses and I'm snarky or whatever people's places when I'm recapping stuff but if they're comfortable in it that's fine in real life i would not walk into their house and be like you're disgusting this is blah blah blah." you're on national television you have a camera crew there well you couldn't clean up that's exactly the whole thing put your toilet seat down camera crew coming to my house i would i would hire molly maids i would hire like Polly cleans your right. house, like whoever. I I'd hire like everybody. a team, and then I'd be there helping them. Like this has got to look yeah, like I've got my shit life, together. If... I'm going to be on national television. Yeah, like I'm teaching. But if I were to walk into your home as a friend and you have stuff around, I don't think twice about it no. because it's yeah. your house. Yeah, if that works for you. That works for you. I don't care. I'm not living in it. I had your voice in my and... head every every time I go to a hotel now, though. Oh, <laughs> like you ruined that for me. You've ruined um, that for me. Yeah. But I, I did educate I my husband. I'm like, this is why you use the suitcase rack. This is why this is here. And so we went to a really, really don't nice. Don't ever touch that thermostat or that remote control or doorknobs, light switches. Don't oh touch them. Oh, my God, Because they're all getting wiped down every time. Well, I mean, you have to touch them. You can't not touch anything. No, you, you have to bring your wipes. You, um, I love those yeah, little you, anti- That's why there's washcloths. I love the little antibacterial a... wet wipes that are individually wrapped. I keep them in my car and stuff uh, at all yes. times. That's what you need. Yep. Yeah. No. You're, that's why there's extra washcloths in the room where you ask for more. You have one washcloth that stays on top of the remote. That's the remote one. Yeah. So you don't okay. ever touch the remote. So and I have, you have one question. for the doorknob, one for the thermostat. I have a confession to make. Oh, okay. Yeah. I am a bed go. packer. A bed. Oh, you put your suitcases <laughs> on your bed. Not on my bed, but on like hotel beds and stuff. Well, okay, on my bed too. Well, yeah. it's and I never no, thought about it until I started listening to podcasts, and everyone is freaking out about how disgusting bed packing is. Literally, never Ugh. crossed my mind. It really? honestly, it didn't never. for me either, and I feel really oh my stupid God. now because I'm like, oh duh. But like I was, I was telling my husband, I'm like, don't put it been. on the bed. But he was like. He's like, what's wrong with it? I'm like, it's been in the plane. It's been touched by 15 people. It's been like blah, 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 On the blah. floors of airports. Oh, it's oh, All the people handling it, lifting it up. Really, though, you down. could put down Ew. like a black trash bag on top of your bed and then put the suitcase on your bed, maybe? But a towel. A thing. Have a towel. Well, anyway, in a hotel, a but I'm saying like your personal home if you're packing. Yeah. Yes. So my husband took me to a really nice hotel um, in New Orleans for my 30th birthday, which was last month. Aww and baby yeah okay you're you're eight years older than me okay grandma no Uh, 10 10 my husband is also 40 so okay and so are most of my friends um okay but anyway it was a uh oh what's the really fancy hotel Waldorf Astoria. It was a Waldorf Astoria. Oh, okay. Fancy. Um, It was the Roosevelt Hotel in New Orleans, which if you're ever there, you need to at least go visit it. It's a beautiful hotel, great restaurant, and they are very famous for their Christmas decorations. Since my birthday is the day after Christmas, it was nice and pretty. So 
they have very nice robes and very nice slippers. Okay. Is that lava? I think you could wear that. I think the robe Was it a white robe? Yeah. I don't know about the slippers. And they bleach it. Yeah. Okay, then they bleach it. Then that's safe. I loved that robe and those slippers. It was so comfortable. I was going to go buy one from the gift shop, but they were $175. Oh, no. You can find a cheaper one on Amazon. It was just really nice. And I was like, oh, this would be a fantastic, like, you know. No, I think that's fine. Okay. So I was, I literally thought about it the whole time and I was like, even the slippers, do you think they bleached the slippers? Oh, they were like, they, they looked like they had never been worn. Oh. A lot of times the slippers are new. Because then the once slippers? you wear down the treads on the bottom, they can't reuse them. I looked at the bottom, too. They looked brand new. I bet you could have kept the slippers. Oh, well, I don't know. We did, however, break a lamp, and they didn't notice. So. <gasps> no one saw it. Nobody. No one saw it. It was like a glass, like, standard lamp that was, like, very Listen, they heavy. make enough to replace it. Yeah, so it fell over on the, like, bedside table, which was, like, marble <laughs> and it like yeah. chipped the corner and i was like i'm terrified shit. to know how much that would cost if they charged you for i it. was too i was like please don't notice please don't notice please oh don't my notice. god i yeah. didn't even remember breaking it that's the sad part i was so hammered <laughs> uh, i was gonna say what were you doing well okay. yeah no that was the thing <laughs> did you have a did you have a really hellish hangover the next morning no no, but my girl. husband was like, you made out with a girl last night. You don't remember that? And I was like, what? Oh, my <laughs> God. Whoa. Was he, like, super into it, or did he think it was weird? No, he thought it was funny. Because he's like, because apparently the girl came over and apologized to him afterwards. <gasps> That's weird. I was like, he oh was like, my you don't God. remember that at all? I'm like, no. Nah. <laughs> Not at all. Whoa. That's, that's wild. wild. I know. That's a wild. Yeah. I haven't had a. New Orleans is a dangerous place, people. I... I've never been. Did you go to Bourbon it's not Street? Worth it. Um, very briefly, but. Uh... Is it as disgusting as Yara says it is? Yes. It's absolutely disgusting. New Orleans yeah. is disgusting. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for listening to our episode with Jody. There is more snark and bitchiness to come. So head over to Jody's page at Reality V, that's her podcast, and check out the second half. We're going to be talking about 90 Day Fiance, going on tons of different tangents. We had a blast recording with Jody, so make sure you check out the second half of the podcast. We will put the link in the show notes. Thank you. Thank you.